just passed. Yes, I won't. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, Doc, you disintegrated Einstein. Disintegrated Einstein. Einstein. It's a mini-sode. Hi, it's Frida. And it's Abby. And this is our mini-series, Is It So Bad? It's Good. Uh, we've not had a very great run of things and then we managed to have two knocking it out of the park the last two episodes and um, this one yeah so I feel like I know where this is gonna go Frida so this is our miniseries is it so bad it's good and maybe it's just bad and this week we're talking about I can't even say it say it Battlefield Earth. <laughs> okay, I don't have a summary for this, but I want to read you the first two paragraphs from the Roger Ebert review. Battlefield <sighs> Earth is like taking a bus trip with someone who has needed a bath for a long time. It's not merely bad. It's unpleasant in a hostile way. The visuals are grubby and drab. The characters are unkempt and have rotten teeth. Breathing tubes hang from their noses like ropes of snot. The soundtrack sounds like the boom mic is being slammed against the inside of a 55-gallon drum. The plot? Dot, dot, dot. But let me catch my breath. This movie is awful in so many different ways. Even the opening titles are cheesy. Sci-fi epics usually begin with a stab at impressive titles, but this one just displays green letters on the screen in a type font that came from my Macintosh. It goes on. I won't go on. We don't need to go on. Uh, I love that he calls out the type font because I'm pretty sure in Sharknado <laughs> that was. Yeah. But, I found but at it least so like charming. Sharknado does it on purpose. Fucking hell. Yeah. <laughs> okay, this I is going to be say, a rough like, one to talk about because I just feel like. Yeah. For me, I don't know how you feel, but for me, the entire movie is worst and what the fuck combined. So I just feel like this is going to be a shit show. <laughs> so I just started writing and did not stop writing and made no attempts to organize my notes. Yeah, I did the same, but I will say that I did stop because I did get to a point where I got so fucking fed up that I just couldn't be bothered taking notes anymore. So I did stop at some point. It just stopped taking notes altogether. But can I tell you about my how I watched this movie? So number one... I just want to talk for a moment about how personally offended I am that my Amazon account is tainted, not only with the fact that I had to purchase Battlefield Earth, but the fact that I had to actually purchase the DVD version of it because uh, it's not available to stream anywhere. So I actually had to buy it. So I now own, physically own a copy of this fucking movie. So I started watching it when I first bought it, which was uh, probably about six weeks ago. And... I got halfway through and went, I need a break. Stopped watching it. Didn't come back to it until today. So had zero real recollection of what the fuck was going on. But the disappointment that I felt when I turned this on today thinking, okay, well, I got halfway through. I just have to get through the second half to only realize, no, no, no. I had only gotten 26 minutes through before I stopped. <laughs> so, so devastated. <clears throat> My experience was, thankfully, my movie Soup Club really came through because oh, I was nice. like, hi, guys, Battlefield Earth. And a lot of people were like, yeah, <laughs> in 
I could. I was like, what? <laughs> All these people were very enthusiastic to hate watch Battlefield okay. Earth. Excellent. So I had a few people with me. But I will say, and it was like that we had that experience where we were just like, is it is it intermission time yet? Because we bought ice cream for intermission. <laughs> we had a lot of snacks, but the yeah. ice cream was for intermission. And we like paused it. And again, it was 30 minutes in. And we're like, no. <laughs> This is so stressful. So upsetting. I know. Okay, let's just start explaining to people what makes it so bad before we okay, get... Okay, so... Oh, before we get into the... No, no, before we, oh, before right. we oh, right, get okay. so yeah. sick of it, before we even okay. started talking yes. about it. All right, so first, first section is worst bits general. So uh, can I just say one thing that I've got written down just in the corner, aside from everything else, is... Hobbits. Hobbits? Because of their hands. Their giant hands and their giant oh. feet. <laughs> Why are they on stilts? Yeah. <laughs> Give me one. They're on stilts, right? I mean, that's worse bit science. No idea. <laughs> we, okay, so every single shot is on an angle. Apparently mm. it's called the Dutch angle. Every shot is on an angle. Even, Abby, even there's a screen within the screen at one point, And the screen and within the screen, the screen is... is also on an angle. It's so bad. Even the Why? shot. The screen, the physical screen is on the angle, but even the shot inside the screen is on an angle. Like, I really want to understand what the director's vision was. Like, what was he thinking in his mind? What's the thing that was going on in his head that he didn't have the capacity to put on screen in front of us? Like, I want to know what was in his head. Why did he think, listen, Dutch angle all the fucking way, guys? Like, what was that creative it's, choice? I, okay, <laughs> do you know what? I actually have something to say about them film meta. I should probably say this before we start getting into it. Okay. Do you know? Do you know who David Miscavige is? Yes. David Miscavige, head of Scientology, for those listening who don't know, personally oversaw this movie. And I mean <laughs> micromanaged this film. Okay. Apparently, he would take the shots of the day back with him and, and be like, guys, like, you won't even believe what I've got. Like, this is amazing. And then he'd review everything and then come back with his notes. Wow. He would micromanage it completely and so totally. I- I did wonder about this because I wondered like what the fuck possessed Travolta to do this and I was like the only thing I can imagine because he talks about it being a passion project is if he was like like literally had no choice because it was a Scientology thing which obviously it is because the story is written by L. Ron Hubbard but like I didn't know if they were actually involved in the production or not. So apparently David Miscavige loved it. He micromanaged it to the T, absolutely loved it. And then he called John Travolta and he was like, man, like Hubbard would be so proud of you. It's the best thing that's ever happened to the Church of Scientology. The greatest, most important thing that's ever happened to Scientology. Like he was so excited. He was like, this is a real Hollywood film. And in in the premiere, when they were sitting in the premiere, he's sitting sitting at the front and he's like, oh, this is amazing. It's going to be amazing. I'm telling you, like this is the best thing that's ever happened. And of course it flops. It's not even flop. Like people were panning it in in a way that was so humiliating. And then he immediately threw... John Travolta under the bus to the point where Tom Cruise was like, hey, um, is how's, you know, they call him JT. 
how's JT? Is JT all right? Like, what's uh, everything all right with JT? And um, and David Miscavige is like, yeah, I don't know what the fuck's up with him, but uh, um, I don't know what he said, but uh, Tom Cruise was like, good, 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 because like that was weird. That was uh, what was up with that? <laughs> is he all right? What was up with that? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I've got many things just to say about what the fuck the was up with that, but we'll get to that part. <laughs> anyway, so that's that's the little Scientology thing. Because oh, it helps explain okay. a little bit. But I think it was out in the same year as all these other movies, and it clearly was just copying stuff. Like, oh, it was it's like, the... oh, this is from The Matrix. And it just yeah. was trying to copy coolest shit. So maybe the Dutch um, angle or something they saw in another movie. Right. Anyway, worst bits. So one of the opening scenes, right? <laughs> it's like... <laughs> the whole thing with the guy, the caveman, and he's like, "Have you ever seen one? A oh, yeah. demon!" And it's like dramatic moment. No, a demon, a blood, a demon, and he's like running around. The- yeah, I know. Yeah, that was a- drama. A- a <laughs> I actually wrote the same thing, and right before that, it was like, "This is this is all here. This is all the medicine I could get. You're late." With a successive, also like zooms. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was crazy. How about the PowerPoint presentation? Like every time a scene, which which they do in Star Wars a few times. What do you call it? The sw- the sweep, the sweep transition. Mm. That's every. But that's iconically Star Wars. That that is like Star a- Wars. That is a Star Wars. They constantly do that. That is the whole ingrained within the style of Star Wars. They're obviously copying that, but it's like you said, just copying bits from sci-fi throughout history. Yeah, totally. But every single transition was with a swipe. um, They also copied, like, in that mall scene. Yeah. No, I'm just thinking I should have picked out all of the references because there's also the whole setting the gun to stun, which is just a Star Trek reference. Yes, <laughs> it was set to stun everybody. <laughs> yes, we picked up on that too. The guns were set to stun. And in that scene, everything turned green all of a sudden, which is very Matrix. Oh. When the horse came in, all I, my entire brain, just as soon as the horse came on screen, I was like, Shadow facts. I don't know why. It was like I Yeah, know. so I did the same thing. <laughs> Run like the wind, yeah. Shadow Facts. <laughs> I did the same thing. Wow. Okay, so here's a really bad bit. So when they're trying to let us know they're being filmed, <laughs> when the camera goes to the camera and zooms in and the camera's like yeah. rrr, rrr, And you're like the entire room just packed with laughter. Like I guess they're oh, being God. filmed, but they didn't. They didn't stop there. Every time, they wanted us to know that people were being filmed. They'd cut to a tiny camera, and the camera yeah. would be like. <laughs> <laughs> I've just realized from what you going back to what you said about the PowerPoint slideshows. I wrote down scene transitions I could do better. <laughs> totally. I just forgot about that. Oh god. Okay, and then and then here's the one about this is the other thing where look, it's a shit movie, but let's just say they're three thousand years in the future, a thousand years in the future, and there's some big race of aliens who are so advanced, but not advanced enough to imagine women doing anything else other than being manicurists or secretaries. 
quote unquote secretaries. I know, <laughs> She's not even a secretary. They don't even, she has they don't other... even change the language so the that it's territory. like futuristic language. It's basically like, and it's not a steampunk thing so that you, it makes sense to have it be a bit old timey but futuristic looking. It's just, it's just stupid. It's so stupid. <laughs> Um, so I have uh, the CGI of the dead city, but I think that's just like a general thing. Just the CGI all over the place is just so all fucking All over the place. Bad. It's so bad. Like, so clearly poor CGI of modern cities. I've written something it down. It so but bad. I've written something down, but I don't really understand because I obviously wrote it on my first watch and I don't know what I meant. I just wrote reach for the gun. I think I think I started singing Chicago in my head when I saw it. They both reached for the gun. Both reached for the gun. Reached for the gun. Oh my yeah. god, it's such a bad film. <laughs> okay, John Travolta, who like there's so many times that he picks up a human, human animal, man animal, rat man, man animal, man animal by the neck. He's like. I am so strong. I can pick him up by the neck. But there's the scene. I'm picking him up by the neck. There's the scene where he's picking him up by the neck and holding him over the waterfall to see if these mad animals can fly. You imbecile. But when they cut away, it is so obvious they're both lying on the floor. Like, John Travolta is lying on his stomach, on a, a table, let's just say. And the guy is lying on his back on some kind of chair so he can flail around a little bit more. And his arm is just across <laughs> on the neck. And, and and the waterfall is just, you know, put in the background. It's so funny. I went over it like three to four times. I was like, zoom. No, I was like, pause, (laughs) go back, pause, go back. He's on the floor. They're like, no, his legs are definitely going backwards. I was like, so he's on a chair, but they're on the floor. There's no (laughs) way. They both reached for the gun. (laughs) Oh, my God. Crap lousy. The amount of times that John Travolta calls something crap lousy. When are you going to fix this crap lousy roof? What kind of a crap lousy game are you playing? What the Do you think there was like a really like, you know, do you think someone came in with like a red line into the script and went, no, 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 you can't say that word. Oh my God. It's like someone changing it. Yeah, crap lousy. Yeah, that's all they what the fucks. That's so that's all no- words, natural and normal. Crap lousy. Crap lousy. I hear that all the time, Frida. What are you doing? All right, so what's with science? Crap lousy game. There's a lot. Uh, first off, what are the guns? What are these sonic? Are they sonic? Are they? I don't understand what they are. There's no, it's no. like, hey, let's try to make it look futuristic. But like all the guys are going to be dressed in like leather as if they're some weird bikers from a caveman time. They're grubby and, but the, but they're supposed to be, ha, be this evolved, intelligent, futuristic species with this technology. <sighs> I'm getting angry. That sigh. <laughs> Um, getting angry that I so have to So they in this. gravity boots? 
because they talk, they, they complain about gravity. Oh, maybe. So this was a hot debate in the soup club. They complain about how <laughs> the gravity feels and they were in gravity boots. Okay. Because they were stomping around in these stilts. And these I just assumed boots. they had giant feet, like they're giant hobbit hands, and that meant that they had these giant boots that. But gravity boots make sense, I guess, if there's... um. But, I mean, interesting how, how gravity boots work with dirt and and soil and grass. Um, Walking around the place in their gravity boots. Unless they're just really heavy boots that they're just stuck to and not like mag boots. So... We were, we were debating this heavily. Like, they could have a lot more gravity where they're from and they would feel very light, like as if we're on the moon. Mm. And so they need heavy boots, otherwise they'd be... Right. But I feel like it would be good and then why would why would they want to have gravity boots? Why wouldn't they just want to hop around? Also, yeah, why get would around they be a lot so big easier. if there was so much gra- with, yes. in gravity boots? Without them, they should not have the boots. They could hop. Yeah, that's around what I mean. They'd be able to. Yeah, easily. that's what I mean. They'd be able to get around easier. That's what I said. So there's no need. Why are they in grab? That's what I'm saying. That's the worst. But science bit. It's a style Why are they choice it for themselves, Frida. It's, it's obviously style obviously there's choice. moments where it was all about the costume. It was all about what it could make it look like. It's science fiction, after all. What's the point if you're not in gravity it's boots, like Frida? Wearing stiletto heels and being like, it's actually more comfortable. It's actually comfortable. Yeah. And you're like, it isn't. I was one of those people it's who was lie. like, these gravity boots, comfortable. No, those are a style <laughs> choice. You can't get around easily. It makes no sense. Um, I just Give wrote down teleportation CGI. I think it was more the CGI. The teleportation <laughs> thing was stupid. <laughs> the whole thing it was like, also the fact that they can teleport like massive things at once. Again, it's just like everything about realizing now without having realized while I was watching it that everything is basically just let's take that bit from that sci-fi, that bit from that sci-fi. Let's just make a luck fucking collage. That's what this is. This is a child's school project collage of all the good science fiction movies. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, and the child is David Miscavige, who basically <laughs> is a man who is so utterly unchallenged. He's so completely, my God, we all get in trouble. But I think he's, when people are so unchallenged, like completely and utterly mm-hmm. unchallenged, they do kind of become children in a funny yeah. way. I remember, oh God, did we talk about this or did I, I think, no, 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 I heard it in a podcast. They were talking about how, it's a podcast about how um, Mark Zuckerberg is just like one of the worst people in the world. And they were talking about how with billionaires, like there's there's this kind of uh, understanding that at the whatever age you are when you get rich is the age you stay. Because you never have to take care of yourself after that point. You never have to like really learn any life lessons after that point. So if you're a 20 year old when you get rich, you're just basically a 20 year old for the rest of your life because you you don't ever have to grow up. So you can just act like a fucking child. So there you go. I love that theory. That's a good, that's, yeah, it's that's nice, a, isn't that's it? a nice, neat little theory. <laughs> um, whatever they're breathing isn't oxygen. Mm. There's no oxygen. Yeah. And yet... Not inside the dome. They fire inside the dome. They have fires for the man animals. Okay. 
that I read. Okay. They shouldn't be. There's no oxygen. <sighs> yeah, could they use something else? No oxygen for the fire, but also, isn't that why fires are red? Isn't that oxygen? Shouldn't it be a I, different color fire? I can't... Frida, I can't explain the creative choices that are made in these movies, okay? And look, I mean, it's science fiction, okay? We don't know what elements they have in there that are allowing them to be able to create fires that don't require oxygen and Fine. then making it so that the man-savages can't breathe in their dome of hell, so okay fine so then how about why does radiation just make spontaneous combustion no that's my next one spark trigger okay no you go. that's my next one <laughs> literally the dangerous radiation just randomly appearing like they're in the ship and they're going through the flag in the ship and then suddenly there's just these little fire like, like spontaneous combustion <laughs> bits of thing. like because that's what radiation does it's like poop 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 <laughs> graphics that they went the ooh let's just it's like who is in charge of graphics for this movie <laughs> it was so the funny just makes the air catch fire oh radiation <laughs> oh my goodness and yeah yeah little tiny little tiny balls of fire just oh. combusting yeah that was hilarious Delicious. I just it was, it was hilarious. like what is this <laughs> I've got a, I've got a study design gripe. Okay. Their elaborate plan to find out the treats. Well, their idea is send them to the mountains where they're starving. They think they're free. Eventually, they'll think they're free and start to celebrate. They'll get their favorite food, food. and then we'll know what their favorite food favorite is. Favorite food, and is. then. Have leverage. So my gripe is, yeah, I don't know if your study setup would actually lead you to make that inference that rats are their favorite food. It's it's the whole scene when they're watching them and they're like, look how they're taking their time eating it. They're savoring it. It's their favorite. We love the glee that we learned what our favorite food is. And then later on they do like Each he's trying to rat. torture him and he's holding him and he's like, Do you not want the food? It's just like What this rat man animal? Your favorite food. What? <laughs> so stupid. It was this that I think was possibly the stupidest thing in the entire fucking movie. And there's so many stupid things, but that was next level stupid. Like that was that was tortured script writing to a level I've never experienced it was not only oh. the worst thing in the movie it's the worst thing in the whole world <laughs> um, I've got the uh, super duper brain knowledge giving magic machine oh you mean I know kung fu the matrix scene yeah 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 <laughs> it's also it's also giving um Stargate SG one ancients downloads. I just want to say, like, isn't it amazing how quickly cavemen were able to learn how to fly fighter jets? 
And not to mention how they understood what the fuck he was talking about. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and the fact that the flight simulator worked and then they managed to learn on that very quickly to the point that they then actually seemed to be like proper soldiers in the fighter jets, understanding what everything in there was um, and, and tactical and the fuel was flying. And yeah, yeah, yeah. The fuel was there that everything actually worked. The lights <laughs> how were many, on. How, how far into the future was this? <laughs> A thousand years. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> the lights were on. Has anyone heard of fucking rust? <laughs> <laughs> oh, That's all my what the fuck science oh my last one is just what is this bomb this planet killer bomb that just managed to like it wasn't like it was just a nuclear bomb that he rocked up with but uh, but even if you say that it was like an antimatter bomb or something like that it didn't just destroy the surface of the planet in a nuclear explosion it made the entire planet implode the whole planet imploded from this one bomb that this guy held on the surface of the planet. There was nothing left. It, yeah. Nothing. It, it was a deus ex nucana. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> I couldn't believe with all the things that the movie was giving us that it gave us a deus ex nucana. I was so excited to just go and talk to Abby about it. Hey, Abby. <laughs> deus ex nucana. Did I ruin the next question for you then, Frida? Redeeming features? No. <laughs> oh, no I didn't think of redeeming features. I wrote in very mine. large capital letters with lots of lines around it saying, no. <laughs> there is not a single... No, no, there's none. Not one single fucking redeeming feature that I... And I think I managed to find redeeming features in the other movies, but not one single mm-hmm. fucking one in this. I say that now and I actually Nothing. can't remember um, I can't remember what I said about Rollerball. <laughs> I always came up, no, no, Rollerball, we were like, we came up with something. Okay. Like even the fact that Rebecca Romaine was so beautiful, we were like, that's <laughs> redeeming. That was mine. <laughs> um, okay, what the fuck extended then? So... So all the man animals saying, piece of cake, piece of cake. And my question is, <laughs> when have you ever had cake? When did you learn this phrase? Where did you learn like this a... phrase? Do you even know what cake is? Do you know what cake is? They were saying piece of cake all the time. Piece of cake yeah. and crap lousy game. Piece of cake. Piece of cake. Um, oh it's going to be long. There's a lot. I, I have the, the dragon at the start. The dragon bit where he's running through, then it turns out to be a mini golf course. <laughs> oh yeah, but th- that was, was th- that so... was their um, Planet of the Apes. Yeah, it was Planet like... of the Apes bit. You're like, oh, exactly it's the it future. I, it was so bad though, because like then it had to, of course, just be like a kid's ridiculous looking um, mini golf course. Like it was just this is so stupid. All right, go on. This alien race that is like obsessed with writing reports. They love administration. <laughs> the home office. I would write the report. 
I don't know. And, and the fact that they are these, okay, this is the alien race. There are people that are really into getting leverage. That's like a big part of leverage, their yeah. identity leverage. is leverage and writing reports. That's yeah. like their thing. Makes total I never sense, saw an alien especially. Race in a movie that's was writing reports that much. Oh, well, it makes sense when you realize the creative choice that I'm assuming John Travolta made to play this grotesque alien creature as a upper class British man. Whoa. Is that what you think he was going I for? have I have secretly recorded you. <laughs> if you try to double cross me, this will be delivered directly to the home office. <laughs> you were learning how to spell while I was learning how to conquer galaxies. <laughs> <laughs> He's double crossing. As your fr- as your friend, I could forget to submit the report, but I'm not your friend. <laughs> <laughs> We promised not to record each other, but I did not. (laughs) I said I wouldn't kill him. (laughs) I just yes, I won't. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it was like the worst. (laughs) I just, you know what? I honestly feel like that is the like. There was, I mean, there's obviously so many terrible, terrible things about the movie, but that decision to play it that way to use that accent to have this whole weird portrayal of these um obvious creatures trying to pretend to be (laughs) upper upper class home office reports secret recordings spies (laughs) everywhere uh, mining for gold it's a heist isn't it it was just like that just like I'm not saying that I think that the movie could have been good if they didn't do that. <laughs> of course, I'm not that insane. But like, I just wonder what, how it would have come across to me <laughs> if I wasn't constantly being pulled into that ridiculous fucking voice. Just... Home office reports, eh? <laughs> oh, I've recorded you in your office, haven't I? Yes, I said I will not kill you, but he might. <laughs> yes, we did not promise, <laughs> but I did not say such a thing. <laughs> oh my god! Now that you've said it's high class British like bureaucrats, it's really. <laughs> it's so. <laughs> I'm gonna write a lengthy report about this one, you. <laughs> oh, speaking of, actually, so can we link that into what the fuck is Forrest Whitaker doing here? Like, did, was did every moment of his life walking onto that set, did he ever just walk in there and just go, "Why am I here? What is happening?" I read an interview with him. Why was he? <laughs> I read it. Yeah. I, I I looked it up and I was just like Forrest Whitaker comments about because I wanted to know if he said anything. And there's just this thing, and I don't know if it's before the movie came out, where he's like, he's almost sounding positive about it. And he's like, oh, you know, we're we're quite evil. 
But he's saying like, he's like, it's really dark at some places, like, and we are really quite evil, but like to a point where it's actually kind of hilarious <laughs> because we're so ridiculously evil. <laughs> it's like, what fucking movie do you think you were in, mate? So that's what he was trying to go for. Uh, <laughs> he's he, A lot of his stuff, like there's the point where like, John Travolta bangs his head on the ceiling. And that the whole thing was just so that there was a reason for the man animals to be in there fixing the ceiling. Mm. Because th- because they couldn't even believe that man animals would know to sneak in an office. That's only the no, kind of thing No, of course not. So he bangs his head and he was like, when are you going to get the man animals to fix the ceiling? And Forrest Whitaker just does this weird slow turn and smile. <laughs> What? <laughs> what are you doing here, Forrest Whitaker? Yeah, exactly. Why are you here? Is he a Scientologist? That's all I wanted to know. I was like, I know why, I know why Travolta's here, but why are you here? You have a choice. Do you have a choice? Did, like, did, did you have a choice? <laughs> what do they have on you? If you're not a Scientologist, what do they fucking have on you? Seriously. Totally. <laughs> I just what want to say I drank too much hot chocolate so and now I feel sick. Um, oh, the fact that they believe in hell. I mean, these little grabs, there's not even any point. They were like, when you're in hell. So this. <laughs> hell? Okay. Great. Yeah. Still hell. No problem. <laughs> yeah. When he's being told that he's never going to be transferred. With... With options for unlimited renewal. With options for unlimited renewal. With options for unlimited renewal. (laughs) Renewal. And every time he says that, it just zooms in. Zooms in. With options for unlimited renewal. Oh, my God. I just, like... I don't do justice. I just... With options for unlimited renewal. They could have made this so much creepier. If they didn't have them doing that in that whole way, like if if they were actually able to just do something that was like normal creepy people. But that whole scene just really annoyed me because it was like literally a fucking boardroom meeting. And I was like, why are we watching these people having a boardroom meeting? Options for unlimited renewal. It just, it just, I just didn't understand it. I was like, what is this business meeting? I don't understand. Why is he so mad? What is the point of this? The corporation. The corporation. Basically, the gist is that he did something to the daughter of the commander. And because of that, you, the commander or whatever, has friends in high places. I didn't know she was his daughter. (laughs) (laughs) Um... The only other thing I have is just the whole thing where he doesn't kill him when he gets his hands on the gun. When they're up in the mountain in the when middle of nowhere the and they're killing the, the they're killing the cattle and then the other tribe come in and he has the gun on him and there's nobody else around and the fact that he doesn't just kill this fucker in that moment in time. No, we must go back so that we can learn everything we can and then free everyone it's like no just just shoot him 
<laughs> what? He was he was shooting the the feet off of cows just to show what a threat I am. Just so you know what a threat I am and how precise my shooting is. I yeah. will shoot the left foot <laughs> off every cow. <laughs> and then Barry Pepper, it's Barry Pepper by the way, Dante's darling, hands the gun yeah. back to him, but he like he like prostrates himself. Mm. And her, oh, and sire. Her the gun. Oh, sire. Here's the gun. We have to work together. Then I just saw another funny one. Okay, so the whip, the woman. <laughs> the woman. Yeah. Your woman. And she comes to see him. And he goes, Oh, yeah. You left a good woman over there. Maybe then I'll go and get your woman. Anyway, um, <laughs> the woman comes over to him and he's like, Ouch. And he's like, we're going to out, out one day out children. And she's like, children? <laughs> this woman who, by the way, children, in the end, children? when they're in their battle, she's suddenly running around like a fucking commando with an 80s style, like mobile phone as like a walkie talkie thing, communicating with everyone for the strike efforts. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> Two days ago, you were a fucking cave woman who never seen a gun before. What is this? Children? Children? Yes. Oh my God, children. 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 (laughs) Children with me? Oh. (laughs) Oh my God. Um, What's the plan with the tongue? Because that's the they're like, and she has other benefits. And then she has this huge tongue and they're like, what's the plan? Uh, What's that I. I don't need to know. Just want to be clear on that. I do not need to know what the anatomy of this alien race is under that leather. With hands like that and those nails, nah. I'm out. Abby, he's wearing a massive cup. Huge. I'm out. I'm out. I don't care. I'm out. I'm out. Done. That's your limit. Okay, what else? What else? You don't know what's under there. It could be forked. Gross. Kerbango. <laughs> Kerbango. Kerbango. Hey, bartender. Two Kerbangos. Kerbango. <laughs> I'm going to have straight Kerbango. <laughs> you got any more what the fucks? No, I'm done. I stopped writing. I've got one. Again, these people that just love bureaucracy. Hilarious. Password. I like that they were reading the manual now. <laughs> the manual. It said, each person must have an eight-digit password. Do not use your identifying number as a password. <laughs> and so then they go, then they put in the identifying number. And then they're like, let's try it backwards. <laughs> they put it in backwards. They're like, that worked. <laughs> That was like a whole oh scene. Oh, God. I don't have the words, actually. This movie, I don't really have the words for it. Like, Yeah, no. Who's written this? Uh, I'll see if I have any more. Um, I don't want to miss anything. <laughs> that, I, that I went to the effort of writing it down. <laughs> getting le- A woman getting leverage. <laughs> <laughs> So, 
that they have a destroyed civilization. Yeah. But very quickly, they're basically like, we will become Americans again. It's very quick, yeah, you know, They like... find the weapons arsenal. <laughs> and then they become Americans. And, and promptly, when that guy is like, I will go there. I will sacrifice myself. In the background, the music playing is that like, do, do. Oh come on! When he brings him to the to the library so that he can look at the his, he's reading the fucking Declaration of Independence. <laughs> like, yeah. I couldn't groan loud enough in that moment. <laughs> it's just like for fuck's sake! It, that guy sacrificing himself. Anyway, that was Independence Day, if you ask me. That was their Independence Day moment. Yeah. Randy yeah, yeah. Quaid. That was Randy Quaid come again. <laughs> I think that's it. That's all nice. I almost like, I don't feel like I could ever put myself through it. But now that we've talked about it, I feel like any other movie, I really would have picked out all of the references throughout it. But it's only in talking about it that I'm able to actually process what the fuck I had to watch. I can't ever watch it again. Like, I can't. I can never. I'm going to burn the DVD. I'm going to bring it outside and burn the DVD. No, that might be bad for the environment, but I will find some way to destroy it. Um, What is the biggest movie sin, Frida? Every line is dog shit. (laughs) I wrote down the biggest movie sin as um, accents, the script, the CGI, and the plot. And the fact that Forrest Whitaker was actually in it. <laughs> yeah, and you have to wonder, like, that's John Travolta? Like, when left to his own devices? How did that guy <laughs> get famous? I don't understand. Is this the same guy? This is the same guy, right? Oh. What? What? Like, yeah, it's interesting Happy sometimes when you think about... But seriously, when you think about, like, famous people, right? It is a good question. In that, like, is John Travolta, in in movies that he's good in, is he good because he has good instincts as an actor? And did this movie just, like, fuck him over? Or is he, does he have terrible instincts, but when he's good in a movie, he's being directed by someone who has the balls to tell him what to do. And people around him to enforce, no, this is how you need to do this. Like, because some people, sure, some people need to be handheld and led to it. But, like, if left to his own devices, if he is the one who made the creative decision to play it that way with that accent, that's fucking on him. (laughs) That's like, mate, you're lucky you've had good directors before. This was not one of them. Yeah, that was a long discussion that we had. Like, that was a lengthy discussion. Who's responsible for a good performance? Well, John Travolta specifically. It's got to be like a combination. Yeah, because he's so, it's, when he's in Face Off playing Nicolas Cage, playing him, right? Yeah. It's so, it works because, because he's so bad. Does that make sense? It's like the fact that he's such a, he's bad at it. It's kind of what makes it good. So it's like somebody recognizes the brilliance in this. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody is using him. The next thousand years. Somebody is using his badness in a good way. 
Yeah, I think it is directing. People, yeah, people who know how to take the actor and whether it's the product of the director directing the actor specifically to play it a certain way or whether it's a, a director who knows how to interact with that specific actor to get the best out of them so that the actor can find their way in what they're trying to do. I don't know what the answer is to that. And because I think about this often, I admit this, I think about this often with Nicolas Cage because Nick Cage is someone who is literally a fucking Oscar performing actor like his he has Oscar nomination I don't know if he ever won the Oscar but he has multiple Oscar nominations for performances that he has done and then he has all these other movies where you're just like what the fuck is this and and it is it's just a question of like same with Robert De Niro actually as well you know they just Sometimes they just do these really fucking shit movies. And is it because do they walk in and they just, they don't know how to be in the space of that movie? Or is it the director doesn't know how to bring them into that space? So yeah, I don't know. I find it interesting, but this was fucking terrible. <laughs> this was terrible. And we know John, when John Travolta got up at the Oscars, was it was it the Oscars when he did that? It's so weird. It's oh, such I don't a remember. Weird the wickedly talented Adele Dezim. Oh, Idina Menzel. just made up yeah. Idina Menzel's name. Yeah. He just made it up on the spot with impunity. Frida, so just Battlefield Earth, is it so bad it's good? No. What? No. I will tell the Home Office about this forthwith I shall send my report you'll be hearing from me (laughs) (laughs) all right let's stop talking about this movie because I want it to not be in my fucking life anymore (laughs) never ever again but in two weeks time (sighs) we're going to talk about snakes on a plane Oh, Sam Jackson. Snakes on a Plane next? Yeah, Snakes on a Plane. Oh, thank God. Yeah. Thank God. Okay. Good, 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 I... good. Okay, thanks for listening. We'll be back with Snakes right, on a Plane. Bye. It's Snakes we'll on a Motherfucking Plane. plane. Oh, thank Aww. God. <laughs>